to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goal. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today, our guest is Bennett Schwartz. And Bennett has a background in education as an athletics director and dean of students. And his interest in real estate peaked when his son was born and realized his need to create financial freedom for himself and for his family. He was able to acquire multiple investment properties and has managed a 300-plus unit building. And he's worked as a performance coach for both individuals and groups. And today, he's here to share with us tools and tips on how we as investors can level up our investing through vision planning, strategizing, and developing our mindset. So Bennett, I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Welcome to the show. And thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And i uh, really excited to try to give some value to your listeners. Awesome. So Bennett, can you share with us a little bit more about your background and what your focus is on today? Yeah, sure. So I've been in the educational world for the past 11, 12 years. And like I said, all different aspects of it. And I really have a passion for helping people and really working with people, with students, And then over the past uh, couple of months, couple of years, I've been really focusing myself on real estate, personally, on my personal investments. And then I realized that there's this transition that I could really help other people getting into the real estate game where people who are already in real estate really help them scale what they're already doing with coaching, through coaching. And um, I've been, you know, I opened my practice last year and I've been helping mostly, I guess I've been attracted to the real estate clients just because I know a little bit about what's going on and the feelings and the fears that they're going through and really helping them get to wherever it is that they want to get to within their real estate careers. So for coaching and for like people who maybe not have ever utilized a coach before or something like that, if they're looking to get a coach, like what are they looking to get out of the relationship by even utilizing coach to begin with? Yeah, for sure. Coaching for me, I personally have two coaches. And when I even started out in real estate, I didn't have a coach. And then once I was able to get my first coach that really helped me like springboard my real estate investing. I was inspired by like most people, Brandon Turner. And he talks about how he had a performance coach and I didn't even like know what that meant. Um, Is that a therapist, that a consultant, what's his coaching business? And then when I looked more into it and it was scary at first. And I remember I called somebody up and he was giving me like the whole lowdown and I was scared and I didn't do it. And then like a couple months later, I was like, okay, like I'm ready. I want to get all in. I really want to take my real estate career to the next level. Like, let me hire a coach. And I did that. And I've seen, it's surprising. I've seen the results, not just in my real estate, but throughout the course of throughout different areas of my life, which is really something that's really special. And having a coach is somebody really just being on your team, being somebody in your corner. And they're not there to pat you on the back when you're doing things well, but they're really there to bring out what it is that you need to do and then hold you accountable to get those things done. So it's a powerful tool, a powerful person to have on your team because they're not there to be your friends. Like I tell my clients, when you're on a call with me, I'm not here to just tell you you're doing things right. I'm going to call you out. And sometimes it can be really uncomfortable, but really having somebody there who's looking out for your best interest and really bring out what you need to be doing. Because the basic of philosophy is coaching is that we all know what we need to be doing. We all know the calls we need to make. We all know the investors that we need to reach out to and really making sure that we come up with a strategic system that works for the client and really help them get the results that they're really looking to get to. So when you first start and you have a conversation, what does that structure kind of look like? How do you even help someone to 
take a look at their overall vision, goals within real estate, within their life, business, anything like that? How do you take a look at all of that and hone it into what's really needed to help them level up to that next level, whether it be getting started or if you're at a certain place, you're stuck, we want to scale up. Like, How does that structure look like? Yeah, for sure. For that first call or even the first two calls, a lot of it is just really just talking about what the person even wants. So many times we might have something or we think we want something and we really have to get down to the nitty gritty of what is really behind everything. For most real estate investment, it's not the real estate investment isn't what people want. It's the freedom that they want through real estate investing and really getting down to what is that freedom look like for you? And for everybody, it's different. Maybe for some people, it's the confidence of having seven digits in their bank account. And for others, it's no, I just want to make sure I have $6,000 of cash flow coming in each month so I could cover my expenses and then some. So really getting down to exactly what the person needs and what their vision is, that is what like we start with in the beginning because too many times I've met clients that, oh, this is my goal. And like, I'm so set on this goal. And I'm like, okay, so what's the point of the goal? And if you keep digging and digging to get deeper, you really bring out what the person is really trying to accomplish with the goal. And sometimes I think when people are having these types of conversations, it's kind of hard to be like true to yourself and like to actually voice out what the end goal behind everything is, because there's a fear of actually saying it out loud. I've noticed, I don't know if that's the same thing and how people have overcome that to be able to realize what is the true end goal. It's not necessarily to hit that $10,000 a month or whatever, like that, that financial goal for the month, but there's something deeper inner underlying uh, goal that you want to get to. How do you help people overcome that initial fear to actually dig deep and to realize what that true goal is? Right. So that's a hundred percent true. And it happens so many times. And as a coach, my goal is to bring that out with whatever they're trying to do. Sometimes they might be even doing something that they think is strategic in their businesses, but really it's not. So it's really bringing out exactly what they're trying to do and really help them see whatever it is. And the basic premise of coaching, so one of the differences between coaching and consulting that a lot of people have is that within consulting, when you hire a consultant, the consultant's there to give you answers, right? So you'll hire somebody to help you structure your business and you'll bring them on your team and they'll show you exactly what you need to do, whether it's based on their previous experience or their education, whatever it is, they know what you need to do in order to get somewhere. Coaching, my job is to ask questions. My job is to have that client bring out what they already know. So sometimes it could get very uncomfortable because they didn't realize, oh my gosh, the only reason why I wanted to own this amount of real estate is because I'm trying to cover up this fear or I'm trying to do really something else. So really bringing that out and asking the right questions is what is going to really bring out what the person truly desires. And then once we could formulate that, then we could structure not just their businesses, but even their life around that. Because if their whole life's purpose is they want to have X amount of money coming in so they can live the lifestyle of why, they have to realize that maybe you can start living that lifestyle now and then also you know, be on that journey of your real estate investing and showing them that there's a possibility and sometimes taking a step back to realize, you know what, there's actually more to this thing called life and I don't have to wait to do something. So many people are waiting you know, till I retire, till I do this, till I reach this to do something. And it's not the case normally. So really just showing them and not even showing them, it's they're coming up with the ideas. That's the difference between, I would say, like um, a low-level coach and a high-level coach. A low-level coach is going to be putting in their opinions sometimes. And they're going to be saying, oh, maybe do this, maybe do that. But a high-level coach, and what I like to do is I like to work with my clients and I have them bring out 
I'm asking the right questions that they're actually coming up with the ideas and the things that they want to be doing. Of course, if they want my opinion and my advice, I'll give it to them because I'm out of the picture a little bit. But at the end of the day, my job is to really bring out what they already need to be doing. And by doing that, they're actually going to be more confident in what they're looking to really accomplish. One of the things you mentioned was a lot of times people wait to do something or there's a lot of waiting that happens before they start to take that action. Why do you think that is? Like what causes that people to not take those actions and just kind of wait and evaluate and before they make different moves? I think a lot of things that really, you know, people hold themselves back with always come back to fear. They think that they have so limited time now, and now's the time that they have to hustle and they have to put in all the work. And, you know, if I put in, you know, 10 hour days, 12 hour days now, then I'll be able to see the results later. But they don't realize that at a certain point, the work that they're putting in is actually going to be counterproductive. And it's possible to actually be living the life you want to be living. And people people feel guilty whenever they start doing something that might be benefiting themselves. Like if they, one thing I started doing in the middle of the day, I tried going like on a walk with my wife a few times a week. And for me, that's something that I wanted to do that when I was retired, like maybe I'll be able to go on walks with my wife. But to realize, you know what? No, I don't have to be making calls or I don't have to be reaching out to brokers or doing all these different things in the middle of the day. I could actually take 30 minutes out of my day and really live that life now and look to be present. I think we live in a life that we're always looking for the future and we're always looking down the road, but nobody knows what's going to happen. And so many times, even the deals that we're looking to get, they come out from like random places, like how many times that's happened. And it's just understanding that, no, we have to be living in the present. And if we could look to be in the present and work, I'm not saying not to work and not to do anything, but to put in the time that's necessary, because sometimes we're just overdoing it, then we'll be able to live that full life because in 10, 20, 30 years, everything could be different. Real estate could be different. And it's going to be different. We don't know what it's going to be like. And we have to prepare ourselves, but at the same time, why wait to live that life when you can start living that life now? So then once you have your bigger vision in place, you've established what that looks like, and then you've gotten over the fear of waiting and you're ready to take that next action to maybe level up or even get started. How does the strategy session like, or how does the strategy come into play on putting the different systems and processes or whatever in place to help you achieve those goals that you set out to do? Right. That's the second step. Like you said, like first it's a vision and first planning. And then it's looking to set up the strategy. And I would say like another reason why I coaching is very different than consulting is that every strategy is going to be, every person is going to have a different strategy because every person is different, right? I believe people are very complicated and we all have a lot going on and we have different responsibilities, not just in our work. So for somebody to come in and say, this is what you have to do X, Y, and Z, like that might work for some people, but that might not work for other people. So really coming up with a strategy for the person and the person's lifestyle. Like I said before, maybe the person only wants to work four days a week and make calls. So maybe we have to bunch that all in together. Maybe no, they want to work six days a week or seven days a week, whatever it is. So really working with the person and strategize, okay, what is it that we need to do in order to get our goals? And you know, from the book, Vivid Vision, and if you read it or any of your listeners have read it, right? Come up with a three to five-year plan and then work backwards and reverse engineer that to really break down to the years, the quarters, the months, the weeks, and the days. And you could really come up with a strategic plan to do whatever it is you want to do. And yes, you could read the book and you could do it yourself. And like, and technically you don't need a coach, but a lot of people want that accountability and want that person working with them just as like something to bounce these ideas off of. So you can actually help them figure out what those things are and then actually help implement them and hold them accountable to get those things done. Can we do an exercise together? Yeah, sure. What's up? Okay. So let's say that somebody has a vision. They want to get to, I don't know, 
they want to get to early retirement. They want to work towards that goal for early retirement. And they have a certain dollar amount that they want to meet every single month to be able to achieve that early retirement and live off that dollars. So that's the bigger vision. How do you break that up into the five year, three years, and then down to maybe like the daily habits that they need to be able to do to be able to reach or achieve that goal or work towards it at least? That's great. I actually spoke to somebody who had a vision like that. They were working in a W-2 and they wanted to transition out into the real estate full-time. And his goal was that within a year and a half or to two years, whatever it was, he wanted to be financially free. And I think the first step even before that, and sort of with the vision planning is the why, because a lot of people want to be in real estate because they want to use it as a tool when they're retired to be able to support themselves. Other people, no, they have 12 months and they want to be out of their job and they want to... So really understanding the why before anything is extremely important because that why is actually going to help you decide even what asset classes you want to invest in. There's so many different strategies that somebody could go into real estate and to be financially free. So if your goal is to be retired in 30 years, your plan could be extremely more conservative than it is to be retired within a year from now. So really understanding that why would be the first step. But let's say somebody wants to be retired within two years and they need X amount of properties. Let's say they need to come up with $100,000 that they have to have in cash flow. So really strategizing that and understanding that the further along you get, the easier it's going to get. So I wouldn't say that you should jump into 100 and let's say, uh, let's say you need 100 units, right? I wouldn't say you need 100 units in the first year, but even let's say 30 or 40 units, the first try to get to the first year. And then the second year, you know, you'll be able to double and triple that because you already have done it. You'll have the systems in place. And understanding that in the beginning, up front, there's, it's going to be a lot harder and there's going to be a lot more to learn. But once you have those things in place, it's going to be a lot easier to scale. And that's like one of the beautiful things about real estate in general is that it's so scalable with our time, with the people that we can hire. And if you're willing to put money into other people and effort to find those people, then you'll be able to really scale it in the way that you're able to scale it. So this advice that I gave this gentleman, or really what he came up with was that the first quarter, his whole job was just reaching out to brokers and to people who would possibly be interested in investing in properties because he knew that, okay, I don't have to buy a property the first quarter, which is very doable. And if you break that down, okay, if I have to reach out, if I have to reach out to one broker a day and you're doing that over the course of a quarter, that's 90 brokers you're reaching out to and relationships that you're building. So then the second quarter, when you're just looking to make offers on deals to try to get 10 units, whatever it is, five units, whatever it is, like that's very doable. And it's not as scary as trying to get to hundred units, you know? So really just breaking it down to like as small as you can. I know brand internal loves talking about the idea that anybody can build a spaceship one piece at a time. And I believe that so much that really is as if we could break down whatever it is we need to do all the way from like getting to call brokers or to get trying to find, you know, on white pages, phone numbers of people, whatever it is, that's all we need to do. Then it could be a five minute task a day in the beginning. And that's all it needs to take. But at least you have a system that you're looking to do and to scale over time and be able to accomplish whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. 
To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. How can you determine what is the highest, most valuable activity for that particular day to get you to that next goal? How do you hone it in and how do you kind of block out the noise and the things that might seem important, but they might not be actually getting you and moving you to the right direction? Right. So I would say number one, within real estate in general, I would say you need to, there's going to be some trial and error. So I would say you have to educate yourself and you have to speak to people, see what works. But at the end of the day, when when somebody's looking to grow their investment portfolio, they're going to have to come up with whatever the strategy is and go through them. And then they're going to actually have to do like an audit on themselves. And too many people will go through, and this isn't just for business, it's for life in general. If you're looking to accomplish anything, like if you want to become a more patient person, even, right? You have to put in the indicators, the KPIs, whatever it is that you're looking to do, and then actually audit yourself. And if you're not auditing yourself, then you have no idea what you're doing. So like if your goal is to call, you know, 15 brokers this week and you're not actually writing down the 15 brokers that you call, then at the end of the week, like, oh, I called a bunch. What's a bunch? Is it 10? Is it 20? Like, what is the number? And if you're not keeping track of what is going on, then you're never going to know because we have a way to put it in our minds that we think we're doing something or we think we're not doing something. And until you actually get it down, like you don't really know. And I recently actually started, I saw somebody on LinkedIn post this for those who are watching the video, right? I have like a whole list of things, my daily activities that I need to do. And then every day I need to do it. And I'm being honest, like there's some blanks here, you know, there's some things that I didn't do, but really just being okay with that and understanding this is what I'm doing and really trying to figure out who am I, what am I doing? Am I, do I need to change something? And if I'm not seeing results, then I do need to change something. But by asking people, by speaking to people, by listening to podcasts, reading books, you'll have a great idea to really be able to know where to start from. So then you mentioned a really good point there. So let's say you're doing the same activity. You're doing the one activity that you think that's supposed to get you to your results. You put the strategies in place, but you're not seeing the results that you're expecting. When you decide to change something, do you forego the entire plan and start over from scratch? Or is it kind of like you're looking for a little small piece of your daily activities to change a little bit of that and kind of see trial and error and testing it out? Like, What would be the best way to go about that? Right. I think a big part of that is actually knowing if it's not working or it just needs more time. Because at the end of the day, we're a little impatient nowadays. Like, you know, we have Amazon next day delivery or same day delivery. And we need to feel that feeling of like, okay, I need to get it done today. And sometimes it's going to take time. So knowing what those things that you're doing that need time versus this is just not working. So I would say, speak to people who've done it before. Like, is this normal? Is the results that I'm getting normal or is it not normal? Like if you're reaching out to brokers every day, then it's going to work. That's just going to work. Like you're going to find a broker, you're going to build those relationships and building a relationship takes time. So just because in a week you call 20 brokers and nobody gave you an exclusive deal, like, yeah, that makes sense because I don't even know who you are. So it's really going to have to take time to do that. But I would say it's not necessarily change the whole plan, but I would say maybe pivot. And that's one like one word that you hear so many entrepreneurs talk about is just pivoting every time because there's going to be hurdles and there are going to be things that aren't working. And it's looking to pivot to continue moving forward. But if you look at each thing that you're doing, as you know, you keep coming up to the next, you know, if you're driving a car coming up to the next light and the light's red, if it's not working, the only way you're going to change that light is if you actually take action and move. And if you're just continue doing what you're doing, you're just going to be stuck at the light. So really understanding and having somebody in your corner to understand, okay, am I giving this effort? Sometimes we're not even putting in all our effort. So really having somebody there, like whether it's a coach or somebody else, a friend or a partner in your company to be able to know, okay, is this actually work not working? Or is this something that I need to really look to pivot and maybe you know, try something else? 
What are some of the ways where we can look at our daily habits, our daily tasks, and how do we maybe organize it in such a way to be efficient and to you know utilize our time to the best of our abilities? Like, What are some of the daily habits or things that you can share with us that might be able to help us organize our days a little bit more? Because there's so many things that are going on and we can get so distracted very easily. I think it really depends on the person and what they're looking for. For me personally, I have like a checklist of what I need to be doing every day. At first, it was like up to the minute, which was like a little too intense. But for me, that worked. I try now blocking out time and having that time to do the work in whatever it is that I'm working. Like now I'm actually writing a book now. And while I'm writing the book, like I have my time allocated to writing the book. So whether I finish early or I need more time, like I'm done. Like that's it. Like that's the time that I have. So really allocating or blocking out time because at the end of the day, it's not just your business. You have the rest of your life. You have your personal life. You have your health life. Whatever it is you're trying to do, you're going to need that time. And so many times we, we like, oh, it's okay. Like I'll just push it off. But if you could really be consistent on having those blocks of time, whatever it is, and knowing how much time you need for each thing, maybe you're you know allocating too much time. Maybe you're not allocating enough time. Maybe you need more time that you're working. Maybe you need less time you're working and you're just like you know chilling and just trying to reset. So really being able to set yourself up in a proper way. And I think blocking out time is the best. I personally journal every day. So that like really helps me solidify what I'm trying to do and making sure that I'm staying on par with what I'm trying to do. Some people like using like their phones or there's like programs out there that you can use to make, keep you, hold yourself accountable. For you and based off of what you've seen so far, what has been like, I guess, what is a trait or maybe a habit that you've seen like the most successful people as they've been looking at their different strategies and ways to improve and up-level their, their business, their real estate investing life, whatever like that, what sets them apart from everybody else? I think it's the self-confidence. And I'll expand on that in a little bit because there's this confidence or this imposter syndrome really that a lot of people have when they're getting into real estate. I had a client of mine who at our first session, he was talking about this idea of how he wanted to own X amount of real estate. And because he wanted to make X amount of money. And I said, is that all you really want to make? Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. Like why, like his number was like $15 million. And I was like, why do you want to own $15 million of real estate this year? And it came out that really was $25 million. And I pushed him on that. I'm like, is 25 really your number? Or is it like 30 or maybe it's 20? And he said, no, like $25 million is what I want. I'm just like scared to say 20, you know, $25 million. And I said, dude, like, first of all, $15 million to $25 million, there's no big difference there. Once you're going from zero to 15, you know, but really pushing him on that. And he was scared to say it. And so many times we hold ourselves back and we have these limiting beliefs on ourselves that we are not capable of doing something, but we are capable. And really understanding that and believing in ourselves that we can actually do something and having somebody there to really break down those fears that we might be telling ourselves is something that I find is extremely, you don't really find that with like the high performers. It comes up in level. So they maybe they're, you know, they're fine until they get to a certain level and then they want to get to the next level and then it comes up again. But in order to like, to really get big and to scale, it's really being able to break through that imposter syndrome. And I would say the biggest thing that we tell ourselves is that we first need confidence and then we could do something. But in truth, we first need courage. Courage is going to be that thing that if we have the courage to step into it, the confidence is only going to come after the fact. We're only going to have the confidence once we've done it a million times. We can't expect to have the confidence when we're like really stepping into the moment because that's not reality. That's not how it happens. That's false confidence, in, which can be helpful, right? 
but really having that courage to step into the moment and being okay with our dreams and our ambitions to really reach whatever it is that we're trying to reach. And I find that with a lot of my clients, I'm trying to help them see, no, we can actually be doing it bigger. We can doing it more and just showing them that they can do it. And then they bring it out of themselves. Like, you know what? I can do it. And then working around that goal and really having them scale that way. That's something that I've seen like really differentiate between the two, you know, the two categories. So is it really the talking it out, having somebody to be there to support you, to really give you that courage to be able to step into your confidence? Yeah, for sure. And it's just showing that it's not like the fears that the person, the client might have are not really there. They're not really realistic. You've done this you know, a million times in other areas of your life. Why can't you do that over here? I was talking to the client the other day and he was saying he was scared of something, something going on in his business. And he knew that he needed patience in order to get to another level within his business. And when he first started out in this business five years ago, this he felt the same way. And over the course of the five years, he actually got to wherever he wanted to get to. And then he was talking to me recently about like, oh, you know what? I want to like, I have these fears again. I'm like, you just told me that you felt the same way and you've seen the results, right? So it's annoying that you're not there yet, but you can see and you know that you're going to have get those results if you just wait it out and you continue doing what you're doing. And he just needed that to be pointed out to him. He knew that deep down inside, but just knowing that just took off that pressure of him a little bit in order for him to actually be able to be okay and like put all the energy that he does need into whatever it is that he's doing. And so if there was one, I guess, advice or strategy that you can give to us to either get started or to take our business to the next level, what would that be? Get a coach. (laughs) Um, Besides for getting a coach, I would say the biggest thing is just don't sell yourself short. I think too many people are too scared to dream big. And maybe this is like the whole, you know, know, my family's a big Disney family. Maybe I'm, you know, influenced by Disney. And, you know, always looking to to dream big, but I really believe it. And you see the people who dream big, it's because they dream big. And too many times people are really holding themselves back. And it's unfortunate because we have one life to live and we should be able to take advantage of whatever it is. And it's scary, not to say that's not scary. And we might fail and that just makes it even scarier. But having that ability to really step into whatever it is that we want to be doing. And maybe somebody's dream is that they just live in the woods for the rest of their lives. And that's fine with them. But whatever it is that they want to be doing, like step into that and look to put yourself out there. It's extremely scary. And I would say even within the real estate world, something that I've seen over my experience is that there's so many people willing to help. I would say even like this podcast, for example, like there's so many people out there that if you're scared to do it, there's somebody who's been there before who can actually help you out and show you what you would need to do. So it's really just reaching out to people and networking and just asking for help. And there's nothing wrong with that because we're all newbies. Whenever we're trying to get to the next level, we're all new at it and being okay with that and really having, trying to build that self-confidence to really get to that next level that we're trying to get to. Oh, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Bennett. So then for our listeners also out there who are looking to learn a little bit more about what you're doing in this space and learn more about you, where's the best place that they can go? So LinkedIn is my go-to. So you can for sure find me on LinkedIn at Bennett Schwartz. I am on Instagram at Coaching with Bennett. I just started that. So I'm trying to get my followers up. So feel free to follow me on that. And then they can email me at Bennett at BWSchwartz.com. Website is coming, but it's not up yet. But Bennett at BWSchwartz.com. And I'd love to offer any of your listeners if they reach out and, you know, they said they heard it from you, you know, if they want like even like a free 40 minute session, coaching session, just to help them get started within the growth of their businesses. I'd love to offer that to the, to your listeners. Awesome. Well, I so appreciate your time, Bennett, and sharing all that knowledge with us. 
and how we can apply it to our lives and to our real estate. And not just thinking about it just from a real estate standpoint, but I think holistically as well, how we can utilize all these tools and strategies to up-level and take our business, our personal lives, whatever like that to the next level. And so I'm so grateful for you today and sharing all of that with us. I thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I hope uh, I was able to add some value to, uh, to your listeners. You absolutely did. Thank you so much, Bennett. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, Check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sale and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.